Hey, hey, you're listening to the Journey with Janice podcast. Join me on the journey of pursuing Jesus, building our lives on the word, and seeing this world impacted with the love of God. The Journey with Janice podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. You can find my podcast and other great podcasts in the network at newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at the Journey with Janice and check out my website, journeywithjanice.com. Hey, hey, everyone. I am so excited to have my bestie, Alyssa Ron, on the podcast today. I met Alyssa through social media, so who says social media can't be used for good, right? Alyssa is a transformational coach and speaker who has changed hundreds of lives with her encouragement and powerful teachings on uncovering your dreams. She's been seen on stages and in publications like Fear Into Faith, The Wives of Integrity Conference, Faith Heart Magazine, and Mommy Brain. She is on a mission to see revival and believes it starts in the home. She loves cuddling with a warm cup of tea, her Bible and journal, and going for long walks with her husband, Kyle, and three young sons. Welcome, Alyssa. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Me too. I'm so excited for this conversation. I know both of us have just been gearing up and ready for this, and so I just know it's going to be such an encouraging time for us together. So I love starting out my episodes with five fun facts, just so listeners can get to know a little bit about you. So you up for that? I'm ready. All right. Fun fact number one, tell us something on your bucket list. I want to go spend three months in Italy. That is one of my top, one of my top bucket list items. I just read a nonfiction book for the, like the first time in forever or a fiction book. I typically read nonfiction and it was all set in Italy. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, please take a big suitcase. So I will fit in it with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's fun. What would you want to do while you're in Italy? Oh, I just want to see the culture. I don't really know what it is that pulls me there, but I just want to see the culture. I want to experience like, their daily lives like as an Italian I don't know (laughs) like I see out like in the country right like Tuscany and just the beautiful houses and um yeah I just I want to be there I just want to experience it all I don't want to just go for like a week and see all the touristy things I want to go and just experience like those mom and pop restaurants with the delicious food and um just everything that there is to experience Amen to all of that. Google, how much is a flight to Italy? Okay. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I hope you do that. And I can just live vicariously through all your social media pictures. (laughs) All right. Fun fact number two, tell us your favorite quote and or scripture. My favorite quote came in the form of a dove chocolate. (laughs) And it is, um, it is uh, chase that dream wherever that dream may lead. And that is a I actually kept the chocolate wrapper um, for probably 12 years. I had it in my car. I had it in my office. I had it everywhere. And it's just so funny how the Lord works. And that was one of my favorite quotes for so long. And he's led me here to this point, um, helping people uncover their dreams. So, you know, that's just awesome. And then one of my favorite scriptures is, you actually said it in one of your recent podcasts. And it's just, no eye has seen, no ear has heard you know, what he's going to do for you, basically what he has planned for you. And um, that I just cling to that. And I love that because just any of my biggest dreams doesn't even compare to what the Lord has in store. So 
That is so beautiful. The Lord spoke a word to me last year and he said, my best is always better. Like than what we can ask, dream or imagine for ourselves. And so I love, Mm -hmm. I love that scripture and knowing that like we are allowed as believers to dream big and believe big. And I know we're going to dive more into that, like to give ourselves permission to do that. And then to know God's going to exceed any of our own expectations. So you're going to start me preaching right off the bat. Let's, oh, yeah. <laughs> good. Good. Let's get into it. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. And your prophetic chocolate. I love that too. That's so fun. <laughs> yeah. If you could have a coffee date or for you a tea date with anyone past or present, who would you choose? Oh, this one was hard for me to actually determine. And I was talking to my husband. He's like, come on, you know who you would choose. And I was like, but I feel like everyone says this and it has to be Jesus, right? Like, it just has to be like, tell me all of the things like, and what was it? What was it like to be, you know, for you to be on earth doing all of these things and um, like, yeah. And just asking, you know, all the big questions, all the big questions that we have. So I don't have anything original. It is totally Jesus. Like, <laughs> I, I love that. And I'll just yeah. sit at the table right next to you, scooch it up close. And I'm like, mm-hmm. just keep dropping, listening. And yes, yes I, I love that. No one better. No one better. Honestly, that is a perfect answer. Yes. <laughs> number four is who are your heroes slash role models? My number one is my dad. And I texted him a couple weekends ago and just thinking how grateful I am because our earthly parents, right, they give us an idea of, or we get a picture of like what our heavenly father would be like through our parents, whether good or bad. Um, And some of those beliefs, right, we get to go back and be like, oh, that's not an actual depiction of, of our Lord, of our heavenly father. But I remember my dad, I must've been three or four standing on probably like the third step of you know the stairs and it felt so big it felt like a cliff you know when you're three or four and my dad just said go ahead and jump and I was like no you know a little nervous he's like jump I'll catch you and Mm. I jumped and he caught me and you know he encouraged me I was like yeah you did it and I was just thinking about how grateful I am that I had a dad who not only when I was three or four jumped off stairs and he caught me, but any time throughout my life, he's always been like, go do it, go do it, go jump. And you know, there's always, I'll catch you basically. You know what? You trip, you fall, I'm here to catch you. And it was such, I feel so thankful that I have that as my earthly father, as a role model. And he's just an amazing man, entrepreneur, like all the things to look up to. But he really just gave me a beautiful picture of like what my heavenly father is doing as well. Like, go, go do it. Like so excited, right? Like take the jump. I'm here to catch you. Like, so that, that's definitely my role model, my hero, my dad. (laughs) That is absolutely beautiful. And even as you're talking, I'm thinking about like one of the main things that hinders people from jumping you know, proverbially jumping, I'm mixing it here, but (laughs) is the fear of failure and being afraid Mm -hmm. to fall. And it's like, what if we'd had that, that hindrance was completely removed. And there's a quote too, that I love that talks about like, you know, what if, what if I fall, but what if, but then it switches over Mm -hmm. and it says like, what, but what if you fly? Mm -hmm. I can't remember exactly how the quote goes, but it's like, yeah. What if we started looking through a lens of actually believing that we would soar when we step out into our dreams and everything. And I know we're going to dive deeper into that too, Mm -hmm. but 
that is such a beautiful example um, in your dad of the love of God and just his grace and mercy and all of it. So that is so beautiful. Mm -hmm. I love that. Last fun fact is what is one thing that God is teaching you in this season? Oh, he's teaching me so many things, but I'd say the biggest one has just been, he's a God of adventure and what can feel like nerves, what can feel maybe like anxiety and fear of, oh my gosh, what's coming? What is happening? Right. It's like this anticipation, but it's that same feeling of nervousness is also the feeling of excitement. And if we're not careful, we can uh, mix those two up and uh, look at the excitement as nervousness and, and it stops us, but he's really just showing me like, Hey, walk with me, take this step. Like it is an adventure. It is fun because I'm someone I'm like, Lord, show me, show me the picture. Like, I want to see, I know you gave me this vision over here, but like, show me what happens in the in-between between now and then, like, how do I actually get there? And he's like, but that takes all the fun and adventure out of it. Like, why would I do that? And you know, inside it's like, okay, we're going on the biggest adventure. Like I went skydiving last year and oh my gosh, just fault, like getting ready, the anticipation leading up to being basically thrown out of the airplane um, to being while, while going down, just being like, oh, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I can't believe it. And then getting to the bottom and oh my gosh, I did that. And I feel like he's showing me like that is what life gets to be like, like just the excitement, the adventure, the fun, the come on with me and, and let's see what this holds. And yeah, so I, that, that is the big thing. Just walk with me and let's experience this adventure together. <laughs> oh, that is so beautiful. And I always say like, if people think being a Christian is boring, they've only tried religion. Like God True. is so fun. And I'm the same way. Like God will give me like a piece of the puzzle and I will paint the rest of the picture. And he's like, actually, that's completely inaccurate, but okay. <laughs> like erase all of that. Like you'll see how it, how it pans out. And then when we get to the other side of whatever it may be and look back, it's like, wow, that was way more beautiful than I could have ever imagined mm -hmm. it to be. And so oh, I can relate to so much of what you said in my own life too. And so that's so beautiful. So beautiful. So tell us your story. Who is Alyssa? I, I am Alyssa Ron from Michigan. <laughs> I love always starting like that. Like here's the most basic of basic. And I have been married to my amazing husband, Kyle, for 12 and a half years now. And we have three just amazing, beautiful, handsome uh, young boys. They right now, they are six, four and two. And so my house is so chaotic. And so just amazing. Like, it's just amazing all the, all the moments that we get to have. And, you know, I'm just, I'm just a woman right now. I'm just, I like to say I'm like that normal, I look like a normal mom. I'm that normal mom chasing her naked two-year-old down the road, <laughs> hoping that no one sees and just going after and asking God to show me what he has for me and to use me. And that. I mean, that, that's me in a nutshell. I don't. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I know I'm always like, I'm the girl from Southwest Michigan who had dreams to move away. And guess what? I'm still in Michigan. <laughs> but I, I love that because you're just living your life for the Lord. And it's such a beautiful example and inspiration to so many people. 
and just how to how to balance both because and my friend best friend Anna and I have this conversation all the time of just how often women step into a role of like marriage and mom and we almost like lose our identity in that and it's like no like God still has something for you and I know we're going to dive into this too here but just to know like you can have your cake and eat it too you can have both and do what God's called you to because obviously family is our first ministry but God has things outside of that for us as well and so I know one of our recent conversations I'm just gonna I literally just copied and pasted this right from our uh, message because it was so good I love what you said you said I believe that revival starts with moms and women knowing who God is and who they are in him it starts with empowering women to resurrect their dreams and pursue them because as they go after their God-given dreams they can't help but grow closer to him and that overflows into their family and community I love that so much so I just came up with like curated some questions off that because there's so much in there we could unpack so I would love to start with how can women grow in intimacy with God and discover their identity it starts with getting in your bible number one like that is where it starts but I also believe that it starts with the expectation that you're going to have an encounter with him have an encounter with him, invite him into your everyday, wake up and just be like, Lord, thank you that I'm awake. And what do you have in store for me? What do you have in store for me today? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to see? What do you want to tell me? This has been one of the most fun things for me to do. Just what do you want to tell me today? And you can even take it all to Lord, what do you love about me? You know, just asking those questions and sitting in the quiet and letting him just speak to you and encourage you and, you know, then stepping into taking just even just a couple minutes because I know like life gets crazy and busy, but taking those few minutes to get into the Bible, get into his word, because that is where our mind gets renewed. That is where we really learn the character of God. That's where we learn who he is, what he wants to do, what he has planned for us, where he wants us to go. It, it's everything. And so really that intimacy just comes from that secret place. It comes from that secret place. You know, the outward things happen from that secret place. Amen, girl. You are echoing my heart and all of that. And even as you're talking, I'm just thinking about like, wow, if we really had a revelation of how God views us and we hit on identity there a little bit. And I love that you said that, like, God, what do you say about me? Because so often we are, we're surrounded with very loud voices telling us who we are with culture and society and the enemy and, and voices that don't line up with the heartbeat of God. And so to sit with him and let him tell you who you are, because he's the one that created you is so beautiful. And I had this just time with the Lord a few years ago, and I was thinking about the scripture in Zephaniah that says he rejoices over us with singing. And I was like, God, if we could have a revelation of the song you're singing over us, like that would be so transformative. And we know it's a good song. And we know that he takes great delight in us, that he rejoices over us with singing, that his banner over us is love. And so if we have this just correct view of God and just uh, just like a just like a perspective shift, if we don't see God as someone who delights in us and who loves us, who's not far off and distant, who's, but who's very, very near, who's intimately acquainted with all of our ways and whose thoughts for us outnumber the sand of the sea and who knows every hair on our head. Like, and that's what you find out. Like everything I'm spouting off right now is scripture. And so when we mm-hmm. dive in to the word, then we can know like, oh, 
this is who God is. This is his character because there's so much false teaching out there and things that will depict who God is that are not mm-hmm. accurate. And so we know who he is by diving into mm-hmm. his living and active Holy Spirit breathed inspired word. And so I love everything you mm-hmm. said and that you hit on the secret place that we need to have that place of intimacy with him to just yeah. know him. Because yeah. we know scripture says that like, all of us are going to stand before him one day. And I don't want to be that one that he talks about in the book mm-hmm. of Matthew, where he's like, you did all these things in my name and you prophesied in my name and you cast out devils in my name. You did all these things, but I never knew you. And yes. so everything we do being like an overflow of intimacy mm-hmm. with him first and foremost, because at the mm-hmm. end of the day, that's what matters. And so, yeah. oh, so good. I love, yeah. I love all of this. I love all of this. So Alyssa, how can women discover their dreams, what God created them for, their purpose, their passions, how can they do that? You know, it is, I feel like it is such a thing that we are pursuing. And for me, it was, it was a pursuit for so long, you know, like, Lord, what, what do you have for me? What did you make me for? And one thing that I've, one thing that I've really learned is that we, he has one, he has put eternity in our hearts. And so from the very beginning, before he even created us, he had a purpose for us. I use the idea of, of an iPhone, right? Or me, okay, let's just start with the cell phone, like the basic cell phone, like think 1990s or early 2000s, like flip phone, right? The, the purpose of this new flip phone um, was, you know, when you were away from home, if something happened, there was an emergency, you know, you wanted to be able to get in contact with people and all these things. So when we're creating things like say a cell phone, there is a purpose behind it. They're not going to, oh, I want to contact someone really quickly. So we're going to create a new Morse code. Like, <laughs> no, we want to be able to call them right up right now. And so we're going to create this, this phone that you can take with you and all of these things. And that's what God did with us. He's like, this is the plan that I have for you plans to prosper you, not to harm you. So he has these plans for us. He knows what part of his purpose, what part we are playing, what part, and you mentioned oh, last week's uh, podcast that you did on the body of Christ, right? And how the hand is the hand and the eye is the eye. And if you're, if it's just the eye, where is the hearing? Well, that is the same for us. He knew our purpose. He knew the plan he had for us before we even were created. Before he sat down as the potter to form us like clay, he had to know what he wanted us to do so he could give us the strengths, so he could give us the weaknesses, um, so he could give us every single part of us, what, what we would look like, how we would act, what our personality would be, so that we could go and fulfill the plan and the promise that he has for us, the unique us, the unique person. And so I believe that we have, he gives us visions of this. He, he gives us little bits of this when we are younger. He starts at a very young age. And one story that I always share is my husband and I, we were seven years into our marriage and we were on the brink of divorce. I told him I didn't want to come back home. I was staying with family. I didn't want to come back home. I, I was done. And the only reason I was driving back home to my home with my husband was because I had a one-year-old son. And I said, you know what? He needs to see his dad. So I'm going, I'm going home. And on the way, 
it was like the Lord just, it was like this flash almost where this vision just, and I was driving, but it was like this vision right before my eyes. And he said, do you remember when you were young, you were little, you were just a little girl. You've always had, you always had the vision of your 50th wedding anniversary. And he said, at that 50th wedding anniversary, you and your husband, you were sitting there holding hands and laughing and joking and, and kissing and making your grandchildren go, ew, that's so gross. Like, what are you doing? Stop it. And, but you were just so happy and you were an example of a happy, healthy, loving marriage. And he said, you have a choice right now. You can fight for that vision, that dream, or you can keep one foot in and one foot out and you can go down the path of walking away. And with that vision, it was a dream that he had planted within me. It was that desire of my heart that he had for me and for my family. And I believe that he, he plants these things in our hearts from a very young age. And it may not that, that one that I gave, you know, that's going to turn out, you know what I mean? Like that's 50 years. That's where I'm headed. Um, but the, even the little dreams or, or the dreams of wanting to be a professional dancer, okay? Like, am I a professional dancer? No, but he gave me the dream, the, the idea of being a professional dancer, and he gave me the dream of being a psychiatrist at some point to one, one, I wanted to be in front of people. I wanted to be, um, you know, I wanted to be in front of people as, as a professional dancer, but then as a psychiatrist, I wanted to be there helping people. And so am I either of those things right now? No, but you know what I am doing is I'm on stages, just like I would be as a professional dancer. I am speaking life into women, into people. I'm speaking life into people in the grocery store. I'm encouraging them. You know, it's not just on the stage, but it's off the stage. And so looking back, that was a very long story to get to my first point of look at past dreams and visions that he has given you and see how and where that is playing now. And I think that is that is so big to recognize what he has already, already shown you. And I don't know, I could keep going. I have so many other things I could talk about from covering dreams, starting to uncover the dreams, but that is top. <laughs> no, I love all of that. And that's something that I say a lot too, is like, pay attention to like, what were you passionate about from a young age? Mm -hmm. What are you naturally good at? Because I think so many times we overlook those things. Like with you, you're like, okay, I know I need to be in front of people. I know I'm called to help people. And it's easy to put that in a mold of like, okay, well, then it makes sense that it would look like a psychiatrist or this. And God's like, you've got the formula right here, but how mm -hmm. it's going to end up, it maybe doesn't look exactly like that. But I, I love that. And so often we overlook maybe our natural gifts and abilities because yeah. we don't see how extremely valuable or even rare they are <laughs> when it's so natural for us, because I've had people call out my own giftings and things. Mm -hmm. And I love that that's one of the beautiful things about the body of Christ that we should be doing is calling out each other's gifts yes. and things, because when we're so close to it, like for me, certain things mm -hmm. that I'm just naturally wired to do, I don't realize how mm -hmm. extremely rare or valuable that is sometimes. And so when people speak up and they speak life into that, like that is so valuable because it kind of activates something inside of me to realize like, Oh yeah, th no, this is, this is my, this is part of my call and part of my purpose. And another thing, like, we're going to get into here about where the enemy targets women from pursuing their dreams. But as you were talking, it just made me think about like paying attention to the areas where you felt targeted the most by the enemy, because that's probably where your greatest anointing lies. And so like 
for me, my whole life, it's, I've been targeted specifically regarding like talking and humor have been two of the biggest areas. And then here, who knew, you know, back then that God had such a platform for me in those areas. And so I love everything you said and just writing that vision, making it plain, reminding yourself of those dreams and letting yourself dream with the Lord. Like I love all of that sitting with the journal and just like, just writing out your desires and your dreams. I had a conversation this last weekend with some friends and we were just vocally like out loud sharing like dreams and desires and things because there's something that happens when we even vocalize them because we have the power of life in our tongue and just calling those things out. And so I love everything you said. And I'm the same, like we could talk for five hours about all of this because <laughs> it's so good and we're living in it and just seeing just the fruit of obedience and giving God our yes. So mm-hmm. it's, I, I love all of that. So I want to talk about that, like a what are, what do you feel like are some key ways that the enemy targets women from pursuing their dreams and how do we overcome that? Some of the key ways that I, I see even in, in my own life, and you mentioned one of them is that he attacks that gifting. He, and he finds maybe where you um, are the most self-conscious and he attacks that and the self-conscious, you know, could have come from, um, like I know you said on, on your recent podcast, you know, in, you know, second grade, or maybe it was one of our conversations. Um, but I remember you mentioning second grade and, you know, just how your humor and you just said it too, your humor, your talking, it was, it was attacked. And that was the same for me, except I've always been told, you know, I'm too, I'm too quiet. Um, you know, I don't talk enough. And what's interesting about that is that I have found that that is, that's where my strength lies. I get to sit and I listen to people and I can hear what they're not saying. And, and the Lord, when I, you know, I just realized when I allow him to, man, he speaks through me. I had someone on the airplane just a couple weeks ago, I was talking to her and man, I say we resurrected one of her dreams. Like she was just an amazing woman, but she just looked at me and she said, you are profound. Like, cause she kept, you know, talking and she was just like, I'm talking too much. You need to talk. I'm like, no, you keep talking. <laughs> but the second, you know, I was able to speak the second, or not able to speak, but the second that I felt something like I had heard something in her voice. And I was just like that right there, I get to speak into that. And the Lord did something so beautiful in that moment. And so it's taking those thoughts captive, right? Because the enemy, what do we hear the most? We hear our mind. We hear our words running in our mind, in our brains. And so he uses those things that maybe we heard from other people that have been implanted in our hearts and in our mind. And he uses it to, in our minds, to replay it and replay it until we start to believe it. And so what do I have to offer? Because I don't, I don't talk as much, you know, as other people. I don't, you know, I don't, I can't just, or before, I'm not saying I can't now because I can. I've learned amazing skills to be able to just talk to anyone whenever I want, wherever I want. And before that was a hindrance for me. It made me feel less than. And so really taking those thoughts captive and saying, no, this, this isn't the truth. That is a lie from the enemy. That is an attack on who I am. And that is not true. God has given me the ability to find humor in everything. God has given me the ability to sit and listen. God has given me this ability to, you know, encourage and be, and be the fun one in the group or whatever it is um, for a reason. 
And so it's taking those thoughts captive and saying, what does God say about me? But I also find that he, the enemy, loves to use one comparison um, of, well, you know, she's doing this and she has this strength and I don't. So I'm not going to be able to make a big of an impact or whatever it is. Um, and I felt this a lot in, in motherhood of, oh, and this is something just this year that I had to overcome that he walked me through is I had this picture of like, what is the best mom, right? For my kids. What does that mean? Giving my kids the best and being the best. And it was all of these things that I had seen on social media or even statistics that I looked up and that said, well, you know, when you do this, this is what gives your children the best chance at succeeding in this area, in this area. And I took that and, and was getting so frustrated, like, Lord, why am I not content in this area? Why am I not content? And specifically, you know, having this stirring up of like a dream inside of me and just being like, Lord, why am I not content being at home with my children? And this might be somewhat different for someone else where they're like, Lord, why am I not content? Like everyone else, they're so excited to go and work and have a family and all these things. I just want to be at home. Like, why am I not, you know what I mean? And so it's this trap of comparison and he plays it so well, especially now with social media. It's everywhere we get to compare ourselves to hundreds and thousands of women every single day. And um, I think that's one of the main points and then bringing in guilt as well, bringing in the guilt of man, you know, I, I did this in the past and, and how, how could God use me now? And, and feeling guilty for even having dreams. And like, oh, but I should be content where I'm at. How can I dream of something bigger and better when right now God has me here and I should be content here? And, you know, it's, he has so many tricks, but he knows scripture just as well as we do. And so he likes to take things and, and turn it around to cause, I think, guilt in comparison and to distract us, get us off track. So, <laughs> mm. so many, uh, so many awesome keys there and just exposing the enemy's MO. It's so good. And, and I love that, like, we actually can live a life that's content because I know the Bible says godliness with contentment is great gain while also believing God for more. Like, God, I love where you have me, but I know that you have more for me beyond this. And I love that you hit on comparison too, because I love hitting on that one because it's such a, Mm -hmm. such a trap. Like you said, it's a trap of the enemy. And so one thing that I love encouraging people with is to know that like, like for me, I do podcasting. Do you know how many podcasts are out there? A million. And so it would, it was very easy for me at the beginning to be like, yeah, you know what, why does the world need another podcast? But then God showed me no one can communicate my heart in the way that you do. And the people Mm -hmm. that you reach are not who other people are going to reach. And if there's overlap, people listen to more than one podcast anyway. And so we just like debunk all of that right away Mm -hmm. with the enemy and just don't let him just deeply root those things inside of us. And I love that you talked about taking every thought captive unto the obedience of Christ, because we got to take it captive, arrest it, and then say, no, what does God say? What is the truth Mm -hmm. over this? And to know like we are called above all else to guard our heart. And so that is one of our, one of our biggest responsibilities as believers to guard our hearts, to guard it from the comparison and just even from the enemy's lies and to 
live in the truth of what God has set out over us, to us, about us, our calling, our ministry, all of that. And so I love everything you said. I'm, I'm so, I'm just sitting here. I'm just like, just talk, Alyssa. I love this. This is encouraging me. (laughs) So good. So good. Okay. Last question here. And then I'm just going to ask if you have any other encouragement for the community podcast community. So what does it look like to you to live in a place of overflow? Psalm one, three says that you will be planted like a tree next to a flowing river, flowing stream next to a flowing stream, and you will bear fruit in your season and everything you touch will prosper. And when I first read that, I was really, that was a point where I was really struggling of with Lord, how can I, how can I have this dream and move forward in it? And I have all of these other things. And, and, you know, when is this ever going to happen for me? All of these things. And he showed me the scripture and, and I just realized like, yes, I will have, I will bear fruit in my season. But the biggest thing was everything I touch prospers. See, we are planted like a tree. So we weren't just dropped there. It took thought of where we were to be planted and we're by this flowing stream and the Lord, right? Jesus is our living water. And so if we are planted by this flowing stream and our roots are going deep and, and into this river, always picking up that flowing living water of Jesus that comes up through our roots goes into every single branches. And I see our branches as every single part of our life, as our um, community, as if you're married, motherhood, if, or motherhood, <laughs> being a wife, if you have children, motherhood, if you're um, in your workplace, right? Your workplace is a branch, your ministry is a branch, your community is a branch. All of these branches that you are, are touching, that are a part of you, are being filled with this living water, this, the spirit. And when you drink that living water in, when you bring it in and that's being in that secret place, that's getting to know God, like what we talked about earlier, when you are actually connected to that source, it comes up through you just like they do in a tree in the roots. And it comes up through you and it goes out into every single branch that is attached to you. And now it is prospering and it is bearing fruit. You're bearing fruit in your season. And that for me gave me just the perfect picture of living in overflow. Because when I am connected, when I am reading my Bible, when I am praying, when I am journaling, when I am sitting in silence with God and asking him what he has for me, what he has for my children, what he has for my husband, what he has for everyone that I come in contact with that day, he flows out of me. Like, oh, I was going to a, a mom's group. It's called MOPS, Moms of Preschoolers group. And that morning, the Lord woke me up and I just said, Lord, what do you have for, who do you want me? What word do you have for someone at, at this meeting today? And he gave me this beautiful, like, okay. He said like transition. I got the word transition. I saw a white house with a, a double story white house with black shutters. And he said like transition and movement. And I was like, okay, Lord, like, cool. And I thought it was for someone else. Like I thought it was for a specific person. But when I got there, the Lord sat me next to a woman who like, I was just like, oh, I'm going to go sit by her today. He sat me next to her. And as I started talking to her, 
can I tell you the amount of transitions that were happening in her life? Moving, changing jobs, kids changing schools, husband changing, like all of these transitions. And finally she mentioned like possibly moving. And I was just like, wow, Lord, okay. And so I was able to, you know, like, all right, I don't know if this like means anything to you, you know, but I told her about the house and she was just like, at first she, at first she was just like, that didn't really mean anything. But then I thought about it for a minute and she's like, we went and looked at a house like that two weeks ago. And there's a house that we've been considering that looks like that. And so we're making like a plan to go and walk through that house. Like, so that is where the overflow comes in. It sparks, oh man, the overflow. When you start walking in that, the faith that is built up in people, in your community, in your family, I've seen it in my own children. Man, we were driving through a bad part of town a couple weeks ago and, and there was a man on the side of the road holding a sign and my son goes, mom, my six-year-old mom, what, what does that say? And I told him, it says, God bless buddy. And, and he goes, well, why is he standing on the side of the road? And we got to have a really great conversation, you know, around, well, you know, it could possibly be this, you know, but he's, he's having a hard time right now. And my son goes, this is the, this is the son, by the way, who just months prior, you could hear his eyes roll in his head as I would get the Bible out to read it, or as I would go to pray over him, right? He would cover his ears, his eyes would roll like so hard that you could hear them. He goes, mom, should we pray for him? And so we did. And then we turned around because the Bible says that, you know, when you pray, but without action, you know, what does it really mean? Um, basically, I paraphrase that. But um, so we turned around and we went and gave him a snack and I prayed over him again. And as we were leaving, my son goes, mom, I see why you love praying for people. Mm. And that right there is the overflow. When you are so connected to your source, when you are allowing Jesus and God to speak into your life, when you are really allowing for that intimate time, that connection, that secret place, and you start growing closer, the people around you can't help but see it and feel it and want to know more and want to have a part in it. Mm, I love that. And thank you for all like the real life examples, because I think it's so important that people can know, like, this is how you do it practically. Like we can give you the one, two, three, do this, do that, mm -hmm. read the scriptures, but like, this is how you live it out. And because we want to be people who aren't just hearers of the word, but doers of the word, as James says. And so mm -hmm. I love that. And the intentionality of pursuing God first and foremost, but then the intentionality of just being a willing vessel and giving him your yes. Like it really is mm -hmm. so simple so simple of like, okay, God, I just want to hear your voice and I want to, and I want to do what you tell me to do. And then he can, he can do so much with just surrender and our yes to him. And so that's something I say to the Lord all the time is like, God, I give you my fresh yes today, whatever you want to do, whoever you want to speak to, if you want to, if, you know, if someone put someone on my heart to reach out to or encourage today, or as I'm out and about not being so tunnel tunnel visioned and like what I've got to get done today and everything, but actually seeing the people that God puts in our path, because so often we pray for those opportunities, not realizing God is giving us opportunities all the time. Mm -hmm. We're mm -hmm. constantly, there are people around us. If there are people around us, we have an opportunity to share his love, to be the light and salt that we're called to be. And so 
I love all of that. And so that's my encouragement to everyone listening is just be intentional, seek the Lord and let him speak to you and use you and live, live a life of overflow. It's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. So Alyssa, do you have any other encouragement, anything else on your heart that you would like to share with the podcast community? Yes. I believe this is for someone listening to this either right when it comes out or later on, but you are raising warriors and I'm not even talking about, you don't have to be a mom to be raising up warriors for the kingdom. What I am talking about is you have influence and impact over maybe nieces and nephews, um, maybe even over your boyfriend, your spouse, over your family, right? You have influence everywhere you go and you are raising up warriors for God's kingdom by showing them, by living in that overflow. And so I just want you to know that one, you have an impact you have an influence and you have a dream. You have something stirring within you that God is trying to pull out and call out of you so that you can go and make that impact and that you can spark revival in your, in your family and in your community. And he, just like you said, he's just asking for that one small yes. And he is asking you to just step out in faith and take his hand and walk with him, walk with him in this and play the part that he has called you to play. And remember that no dream is too big or too small. Don't compare yourself to other people's dreams and what it looks like with God playing that out in other people's lives. Keep that comparison away. Focus on what he has called you for, because just like, just like you said, Janice, is that, um, that you, oh, how did I, I just lost this, that you can touch other people's lives and hearts in a different way that I can. And so we all have a part to play. So go listen to it and take that first step. Amen, amen, amen to all of that. So encouraging, so encouraging. I am excited for this episode because you you are going to do a giveaway. So I want you to share what the giveaway is, and then I will let them know how they can win that or get that. Awesome. Yeah. So it is a training and an ebook journal, more of a journal on removing guilt, because what I have found, and I didn't touch on this, (laughs) there's so many things I could have touched on, but guilt is where the enemy likes to to get us. He likes to get us in that feeling of guilt. And I believe that stops the block of hearing our dreams, knowing our dreams and truly following God. Cause when we're living in guilt, we feel dirty and gross and all the things. And so we're not giving our best. Yes. We're not able to, to step out in faith in here. So I have a training and a journal that's all about removing guilt and stepping into what God actually has for you. And so I would love to give that to everyone. Um, And they can get that at guiltfreebook.com. It's completely free, a free gift that I wanted to give to your listeners to help them remove that guilt and get one step closer to uncovering their dreams. I love it. That is awesome. And I will link that in the show notes so you can easily just click it, download it, get that resource for yourself. Thank you, Alyssa, for being on here today. This was such an encouraging and fun episode. I would love 
if you could let listeners know how they can connect with you, because listen, if you listen to this episode, you're going to be like, yeah, I want Alyssa to be my bestie too. Understood. Okay. So let them know how they can connect with you. And then would you be willing to close out this episode praying over our listeners? Yes, I would love to do that. You can find me on, I'm mostly on Facebook and Instagram, just Alyssa Ron on Facebook and uh, on Instagram, it's at Alyssa Ron and then the number eight. And I would love to connect. I'd love to pray for you. I'd love to hear what God is stirring up in your heart and, and just be there to cheer you on for that. And uh, so let's pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you so much for today. Thank you for, for this time that we got to share together and just speaking your truth, Lord, speaking your words, speaking your love, releasing your dreams, Lord. Yes, right now, I just release your dreams over every single ear that is listening to this podcast right now. I release the stirring within their soul, Lord. Yes, I release vision over them. May they see the vision that you have for them, Lord. And I just, I say fear, you must go right now in Jesus' name. Any fear that they feel over that dream, it must leave now in Jesus' name. And I just pray that that they would just come into a knowing of who you are who, and who they are in you, who you've created them to be and what you have for them. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Amen.